0: Welcome to episode 15 of Songs for the Struggling Artist. We are 15 podcasts in. Blogcasts in. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty soon I'm going to have to decide whether or not to get a SoundCloud Pro account. That's how many episodes in we are. We are at the decision point for increasing space on SoundCloud. How about that? Progress. Measures in interesting ways. One measures progress in interesting ways, when one is an artist. Um, uh, the blog I'm going to be reading to you today, I wrote back in the spring. I, uh, As I've probably mentioned before, I'm usually a little bit behind myself in terms of typing up stuff I've written um, and then posting it. Uh, so this is from the spring. And it was in response to a class I was working with uh, in teaching some Shakespeare. So this is a, a Shakespeare-themed blog. And forthcoming after this one, eventually, in a, in a few episodes, I'm going to give you my why I probably shouldn't be teaching anymore <laughs> blog cast. But this is still in the teaching uh, vein and in the Shakespeare vein and in the feminist vein um, and uh yeah so here it is it's called Juliet Capulet Feminist Role Model. While working with some ninth graders on Juliet's gallop apace pace speech in Romeo and Juliet I opened the door for the students to tell me what was happening. They worked it out faster than most groups do and quickly leapt to interpretation. One girl reported that Juliet was scared to have sex for the first time. I asked her to tell me where she saw that in the text, and the line she pointed to means nothing of the sort. In response to all of this, I did something I try to never do when teaching Shakespeare. I declared a meaning. I declared that, in fact, there doesn't seem to be a stitch of fear in this speech. I felt bad about denying this girl her interpretation, which, let's face it, is, of course, really about her own fears, and felt like I'd dropped my teaching ball a little bit. It happens. And when it does, rather than put myself in the corner for failing to live up to my own standards, I try to figure out why I slipped. My guess is that this is an example of my Shakespeare teaching agenda intersecting with my feminist impulse. This culture tells girls that sex is the most important thing and simultaneously suggests that it is something to be afraid of. The cult of virginity is such that many girls come to believe that sex is something that will be painful and irrevocably transforming. The good girls, the nice girls, the ones many of us identified with wouldn't want to have sex, gasp, horror. We're nice girls. We don't have desire, but here's Juliet. No fear just desire, just excitement. She knows she's supposed to put on a show of disinterest about her feelings for Romeo, but she doesn't. In the balcony scene, she dismisses propriety and coyness, and she's like, direct. "Dost thou love me, she asks. She then suggests they get down to getting married ASAP. Once she's married, all she wants is for night to come so she can be with Romeo and maybe it's not explicitly sexual. Maybe the consummation of the marriage isn't what she's looking forward to, but in any case, she wants Romeo. She wants Romeo as soon as possible, even if she hasn't the slightest clue about sex, which I doubt she was raised by the nurse who does not hold back in discussing the body. She is still clear that Romeo is what she wants. And then, of course, they do consummate the marriage and she is very satisfied with whatever happened in that exchange and she does not want it to end. Juliet has desire upon desire and she mostly gets what she wants. She's a feminist role model. I am so very tired of this culture telling girls that they must be sexually attractive, but not sexually active. I am weary of girls twisting themselves into knots to be appealing objects while simultaneously negating their own desire. We, as a culture, need to learn how to allow girls to be sexual subjects, to take ownership of their bodies and their desire. There are a lot of women working in this arena. There are TED Talks, there are academic papers on this sexual subjectivity, there's an anti-slut shaming podcast, we have Catlin Moran advocating for lady sex pirates. There's an expanding sense of changing how we deal with women's sexuality. It's hugely important work. But it feels as though it will be a while until this sort of thing makes its way down to girls who are coming of age now. Meanwhile, there's Juliet Capulet, a character that almost every girl in high school will encounter. And yes, that 400-year-old character had to get married to enjoy her sexuality, and yes, it's true, ends up dead. But not as punishment for sexual transgressions as many more contemporary stories would have it. Juliet models an enthusiasm and yearning that is culturally significant, even now so many years after she was written. That's why I tripped over myself a little bit on this topic. It was all a little bigger than I was prepared for. I couldn't not advocate for Juliet's desire. Juliet's desire is as boundless as the sea. So that is your Geeky Shakespeare feminist blogcast for the day, and there will probably be more yeah. <laughs> someday. Who knows when they will come? Um, meanwhile, uh, some other stuff that's going on is that at the moment I am doing a. Indiegogo campaign for my theater company. We are trying to raise money for research and development for our show called The Door Was Open. We are on Indiegogo. If you feel so moved, you can, we're 55% of the way there and we're only a few days in. So that's amazing, which has never actually happened before. So it's kind of exciting. Um, But we are still only 55% of the way there. So if you can add to that adventure, it would be much appreciated and certainly let me know that you came via the podcast. That would be, that, oh, that would like, that would be super exciting actually. Um, so yeah, that's going on and, uh, and we're doing some more work in that arena. If you want to know more about it, you can check us out at messenger theater company, messenger dot code.org. And that'll lead you to what, what's up. And also I'm sure you can find a link to the Indiegogo campaign on our support page. So, that's all the promotional whatnot. Um, well, actually, I could promote some more things. The blog is Songs for the Struggling Artist, and it is at artiststruggle.wordpress.com. And you can support that via Patreon. And also also this, fundamentally, Patreon is the is supporting of the podcast as well. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'm going to give you a little song here. to to top off the end of the podcast. So this is a song from my band. I had a band called Bright Red Boots. Now long defunct, but we still have the recording. So um, this is a song I wrote years ago, um, and it's a little bit about desire. So in honor of Juliet Capulet and her desire, I give you my youthful... Desire in my band. This is called Shade the Moon.
1: Darkness falling on ancient lands, I'm thinking about the sound of your hands sliding. fleshless flesh without no strings. You couldn't make me sing if you played the right tune. Now I'm learning the songs in ancient time, carving the stones to fold the rhyme, and I'm watching an old man carry a hat stand, drinking a bottle of warm red wine, and I'm Face in last night's dream, your heated breath like steam rising off the tongue. Linger your lips on melody. You sing fifteen notes from A to B. Now I'm breathing the air of life, come by and drinking it down with no thoughts of why. So I run to the ocean, swallow its potion, add in the sun as I realize. Sure.